Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Erin Chamberlick Show. I'm your host and the Real Food Revivalist, Erin Chamberlick, coming to you live from Chicago. Uh, this show is an educational and informative program that teaches you how to eat real food. And today, uh, we are going to talk about how to eat real food when we're trying to address anxiety and panic attacks. So if you want to improve any of your health concerns, lose weight, reverse diabetes, get up unnecessary medications, improve your mood, clear your skin, hey, you're in the right place. So stay tuned. And you can also download uh, previous podcasts by visiting iTunes and plugging my name into the search box. So Chamerlick, there's a tough one to spell, C-H-A-M-E-R-L-I-K. So we have well over 90 previously recorded podcasts. So I am a holistic nutrition educator and advocate for natural health. And on the call with me, I have my lovely co-host, Kelsey Yeo. Welcome, Kelsey. Hey, it is so great to be on this morning. Thanks for, uh, for having me on. Could you just um, tell the listeners briefly what you do, where you're at, how to find you? Yes. So my name is Kelsey Yo, and um, I am I'm a health coach. I am actually down in Atlanta, Georgia area. Um, I have a website called Kelsey's Creations, and how you can get to that is got by going to kelseyscreations.blogspot.com, so K-E-L-C-I-E-S-K, creations with a K, so K-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S dot blogspot, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. And there you will find all of my real food recipes using holistic ingredients. Um, It's all mostly grain-free and a lot of dairy-free recipes as well. Awesome. Thank you. So today, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that my website is getbetterwellness.com, and we do have a slight delay, Kelsey, just between the two of us, so it's all right. We'll talk over each other now and then, but um, go ahead and kick off the show. Awesome. So um, today our topic is anxiety and panic attacks, uh, the food mood connection. So let's define what we mean when we say anxiety. Um, Anxiety and panic attacks, having an episode where the natural fight or flight reaction occurs at the wrong time. So 10 to 20% of Americans will have panic attacks during their life. Um, Erin, do you think we are just so stressed out um, uh, these days and that, that's why we're seeing more panic attacks and anxiety? Yeah, you know, and, and one thing I wanted to say is that it's not, um, if you have anxiety and panic t- attacks, it's not just the way you are, which is what a lot of people think, that there's nothing that can be done, um, and that is, you know, not true. And I speak from experience because I used to suffer from panic attacks, and they just hit me, and 
you know, took me out of commission, and so I know what that's like. I know what it's like to have a panic attack on the freeway with a car full of five kids <laughs> and wanting to just abandon the car on the road and run away, you know, and just get away. It's that feeling of I just have to get away. I don't even know where I want to get away to, but but that was during a time when I was not eating well um, and, you know, maybe stress had something to do with it. Um, you know, the thing about stress is it's very, very important. And a perfect diet can't compensate for a high-stressed lifestyle. The body produces adrenaline and cortisol when we're under stress, and it, it tries to quickly produce energy, and your muscles tense up, and your heartbeat you know, starts going wild, and you have rapid breathing. So you know, you start to feel um, the stress can, you know, click over to be an anxiety and panic attack. And, you know, that's just the body responding, but sometimes it's just so real, the panic attack. You have this overwhelming sense that you are definitely going to die, and it's nobody can convince you otherwise. You know, you're unable to think clearly. You just feel smothered and can't breathe, and it's dizzy, and it's hot, and you know, shaking and sweating and nausea and then your stomach, you know, you start to feel like diarrhea. So then on top of it all, you know, you're trying to find the nearest bathroom and, you know, it could be any one or all of those symptoms going on for you, but it's not just the way you are. It's not just in your head. And certainly we don't need to just medicate away when there are nutritional helps um, available. And and you might want to listen to my show last week because I talked about how um, while Americans comprise only 5% of the world population, we consume 50% of big pharma's drugs. And a lot of people are taking SSRIs to combat their mood, anxiety, panic attacks. And we're just here, Kelsey and I, to talk about some real, real helps that are nutritionally based and free. <laughs> so. Yeah. So um, what are some other triggers in addition to stress for panic attacks and anxiety? Yeah. So, you know, and in, in the stress, you may not even be aware of stress, you know, but your body is aware. So, you know, there are, there was a time when I felt like, you know, everything's under control. I'm fine and I'm not stressed, yet I had just moved, um, you know, like a couple of times in a short few months. You know, my husband lost his job, <laughs> and I was starting a new business. All that happened in like one day, and I'm like, I'm not stressed. I don't feel stressed. And then all of a sudden I started, you know, having issues. But besides that, other triggers, just, you know, foods, which we started to talk about, um, <clears throat> drugs, you know, that you take, even food allergies or sensitivities that you may not even know you have. Uh, gluten, for example, could be a food trigger for you, and you may not even realize it. And just blood sugar swings, eating according to the food pyramid or the standard American diet that is just loading us up with grains causes huge blood sugar swings. Um, caffeine could, you know, set off uh, overstimulation for somebody with anxiety disorder and caffeine can definitely contribute to anxiety and some people are just more sensitive to caffeine than others and they'll get the shakes. Um, 
instead of it being just a nice cup of coffee. Um, so there's a diagnosis even called caffeine-induced anxiety disorder. We have to name everything, don't we? So um, anxiety that just gets worse on caffeine, that's what that means. So, you know, watch and probably cut out if you have panic attacks and anxiety. Cut out coffee and and even caffeinated tea. Um, and certainly we're already assuming you've cut out soda <laughs> and Coke so that because that would have the double whammy of blood sugar swings as well as the caffeine. Um, so definitely, you know, that would be a first step to eliminate that. You mentioned dietary choices as a trigger. Um, let's dive into that topic a little bit more. Yeah, and feel free to, to jump in with your thoughts too, Kelsey, because I know that you have lots of information as well. But, um, you know, just to say a little bit more about the foods that are problematic, that's sugar and refined carbs. So bagels, bread, muffins, pasta, cereal, cookies, chips, it just causes blood sugar imbalance and that imbalance is a stress to the body and that makes adrenaline and cortisol you know be released um adrenaline as you know is the body's way to just bring glucose levels back up but it makes your heart rate speed up and um you know glucose is dumped you know from the liver storage place so that you you know can do this thing called flight and fight and so we find that when people are avoiding sugars and grains, that their blood sugar is, is much more even. Do you find that to be true with people that you help? Oh, definitely. When they cut out um, and start cleaning up their diet and increasing their healthy fat intake as well, because that's another thing. You don't have healthy fat, um, you're going to have um, mood swings. Your brain is made up of 60% fat. And when you deprive yourself of those healthy fats, like the butter and the coconut oil and the avocado and cod liver oil, um, you're, you're going to naturally have um, panic attacks and, or, or just mood swings in general because you're depriving your brain. So when they increase their fat intake, decrease their carbohydrate intake, stabilize their blood sugar, all of a sudden their mood is so much better and they're just happier people. Yeah, amen to the fat. And we we do not want to skip meals or skip protein, especially if you have um, these issues. Because your body does not store up protein and you need it. Um, so we'll, we'll cycle back to protein, but I liked what you said about the fat, you know, that the brain is made of fat and it just works better, but we got to eat enough fat. And you mentioned some good sources. Um, I just want to mention a study in the British Journal of Nutrition. It's not a new study, um, 1998, but it's a really good um, piece of information. The study is called Alterations in Mood After Changing to a Low-Fat Diet. So um, in the study, they looked at what happened to mood when fat in the diet was reduced. So first, volunteers ate 41% um, energy as fat for one month. And then the second month, half the subjects changed and half of them ate a low-fat diet, 25% of the energy coming from fat, while the other people kept going with their 41%. 
So the changes in mood were assessed before, during, and at the end of the study. And um, the rate, they measure uh, anger and hostility, um, tension and anxiety, and they found that the low fat group had a, a big increase in tension and anxiety, um, while the higher fat group um, had a decline in those same symptoms. So people looking for science, you know, there is tons of science out there. The results suggest that uh, when we change, fr uh, you know, from our ancestral diet of high fat to the low fat diet, um, which we've been pounded with for the last 50 years, that it's no wonder that we have mood issues. So we need to eat the right kinds of fats and avoid the wrong kinds of fats, the bad fats to avoid are margarines, hydrogenated anything, the spreads, you know, that claim to be olive oil spreads, the I can't believe it's not butter, please don't eat that. You know, trans fats cause other issues besides, um, you know, giving us bad fats to make cells with and our brain uh, doesn't like it because those fats are inflammatory and our cells don't like it because that's not a quality fat to make cells with and the cell-to-cell -cell signaling doesn't work that well. So those other fats, those pretty yellow vegetable oils, you know, corn, soy, canola, safflower, sunflower, peanut, all of those are inflammatory and yeah, your brain is very sensitive to that inflammation. So another type of fat we want um, would be the omega-3 fats. So what you know, let's talk about some good sources, Kelsey, for omega-3 fatty acids. Yeah, you know, I think many people, when they think of omega-3s, they think of fish and salmon. And, and certainly if you get wild-caught salmon, um, you're going to have a, a host of omega-3 fatty acids in that salmon, um, as well as other nutrients. Um, but there's also other sources besides that. Um, there is grass-fed beef. If you get a good local source of grass-fed beef, or I know the company Beyond Organic has a good um, source of, of grass-fed beef, that is loaded with healthy omega-3 fatty acids. Chia seeds are a good plant-based source of omega-3 fatty acids as well. Um, but I know if you have an, a, a grass-fed beef product um, or a um, raw butter or organic butter, you can um, even make clarified butter. With, and it's called ghee. If you are allergic to dairy but you still want to get those omega-3 fatty acids, um, you're going to find a lot of omega-3s in butter and, and ghee. Um, I know cod liver oil, that's another fantastic source of omega-3 fatty acids. Um, we want to be able to get our omega-3s um, from an animal source as well. That, that's really important. The plant source is good, but the animal source of omega-3 fatty acids um, is a little bit different and even better for our, for our mood and um, reducing panic attacks like we have been talking about. Yeah, that's, you know, the so the omega-3 fish, you know, that's like more bang for your buck when you're talking about um, benefiting the brain because of the omega-3s, but because um, of the quality protein source too. So, you know, fish, as Kelsey mentioned, salmon, sardines, not farm-raised but wild-caught. Um, animal protein has all, you know, 22 amino acids, 
and in them, and a few of them are fuel for our mood. Um, you know, serotonin is made out of foods that have tryptophan, like turkey and beef and, you know, grass-fed beef, um, you know, free-range chicken, eggs, you know, dairy, wild game. So eat, eat your animal protein, and, um, and you will get, you know, the, the uh, amino acids that you need. I wanted to mention another study um, on the benefit of omega-3s. This is with our combat troops um, and post-traumatic stress disorder, which um, they found, you know, and in, in published August 2011 in the Journal of Clinical Psychiatry. Um, what they did was um, look at the blood samples taken from 800 service members uh, during a six-year period who, unfortunately, had committed suicide, and they compared it with the blood from 800 other troops who were not, you know, in that same state of having committed suicide. The findings showed that people with low levels of DHA were 62% more likely to commit suicide, which is a, a, a crying shame because those aren't the types of foods that our troops we're getting, and we cannot think, you know, feeding um, institutional food of like soy to our children and to our troops is going to build a healthy brain. So DHA is um, the casahexanoic acid, and it is um, a part of, um, it is one of the types of omega-3. The other type is EPA. Uh, and both are needed in constant supply in the bloodstream to keep inflammation in the brain under control. So the problem is, um, over the last you know 50 years, we've moved away from that ancestral diet uh, where we were eating lots of healthy fatty fish, and now we eat lots of um, depleted grains and junk oils from the grocery store, the yellow industrial oils. So we end up with this backwards ratio, too much omega-6, too little omega-3, and it's been very detrimental to our brains. So I guess we should also talk about vegetables and you know other nutrient-dense foods besides fat and protein. Um, Kelsey, what do you recommend in terms of vegetables and um, you know, those yeah. types of foods. Well, you know, it's funny because you, you had mentioned grains, and grains um, actually can deplete our bodies of minerals. They have anti-nutrient around them, and uh, they, they can bind our minerals. And minerals are needed for healthy brain health and um, to, to help us function properly, and they can play a key role in um, helping reduce panic attacks. And where we get these minerals should be our vegetables. Um, getting a host of green leafy vegetables um, like kale and Swiss chard and um, any, any green leafy vegetable, spinach um, that you can think of um, would be ideal for minerals. Those are the most mi um, mineral-dense, nutrient-dense foods on the planet. Um, how you can get them is you, you can juice your green leafy vegetables. I know Aaron and I, we like to smoothie <laughs> opposed to doing a, a ton of juicing, although juicing can be good. Um, so putting your, your green leafy vegetables into a smoothie in the morning. Spirulina is another really, really amazing nutrient-dense 
um, mineral-dense food that can help um, give you and your body the minerals and nutrients that you need to help reduce these panic attacks as well. Um, other vegetables have minerals, but the green leafy vegetables are the ones that are the most nutrient-dense. Yeah. Yeah, amen. The, um, you know, minerals, going back to stress, minerals are depleted by stress. We're just not eating these fresh vegetables. And we think if we uh, follow the government, they say eat five servings of fruits and vegetables. So somehow we think we're going to eat five bananas and be okay. (laughs) No, it's more like, you know, six to nine plus servings of vegetables and it, it's it's um, nowhere near that for most Americans. So we keep compounding the problems and we keep understanding more and more why we have mood issues. So a mineral, um, magnesium, is a mineral that acts like a natural tranquilizer. It helps you sleep, it decreases blood vessel constriction, um, helps maintain normal rhythms of your heart and, and relaxes your muscles. And sometimes a magnesium deficiency can manifest as anxiety or just being hyper excitable, you know, insomnia, irritable, muscle cramps and confusion. So, you know, magnesium is an easy easy one to supplement, but you want to get a quality capsule that has um, something like magnesium glycinate in absorbable form. Um, there's a book by Dr. Carolyn Dean, The Magnesium Miracle, that I recommend. Um, And she said that magnesium um, deficiency, you know, that stress causes the deficiency, but um, a lack of magnesium magnifies stress. So we have this vicious cycle going on of stress depleting magnesium and you don't eat enough vegetables, so you're low in magnesium and that causes stress and we can't get out of that cycle until we improve our diet. So, um, you know, experiments have shown that when adrenaline increases, there's also a decrease in minerals like magnesium, calcium, potassium. Um, So some magnesium foods, um, Kelsey mentioned the dark green leafies and spirulina, um, avocados, broccoli, but also apricots, um, asparagus, garlic, uh, seaweed, you know, hence spirulina, which is a blue-green algae powder that we add to our protein shakes. Um, the brand that we prefer is Nutrex Hawaii. Um, but cheese and nuts, grass-fed um, cheese, grass-fed dairy, olives, quality olives, um, even blackstrap molasses and nutritional yeast can provide magnesium. The thing to know is minerals cannot be produced in our bodies, so we have to eat (laughs) mineral foods and usually supplement with um, some good minerals as well. And we need to cut out those um, mineral-depleting foods like sugar and grains, but also alcohol and caffeine can deplete your minerals. And another thing to note is, you know, some people prefer to lose weight in crazy ways like the uh, liquid protein diet. Um, that alone can deplete magnesium. And, and I've heard of people going on liquid protein diets and then um, suffering from new conditions of anxiety. Um, so that, that would probably be why. So 
Um, there's lots of symptoms of magnesium deficiency, which is why it's one of my top five supplements that I recommend everybody takes. You know, carb cravings, constipation, irregular heartbeat, um, high blood pressure, being sensitive to loud noises, uh, weak bones, osteoporosis, um, salt cravings. So if you're, um, like most people, having a good magnesium supplement is, is helpful, and I do you know, have some supplements on my website, and I do hunt down quality. So you can check out getbetterwellness.com and, and see what I have to offer there. Um, so let's talk about for a few minutes the um, gut-brain connection and gut health, you know, is very important. Um, Kelsey, where, you know, what is your uh, thoughts on that when I say the gut-brain connection? There's a huge connection. You know, um, gut health is something that um, I have struggled with in the past, and I, I had a very severe uh, digestive disorder. And so um, I know the importance of having a healthy gut. And really, whether you have a digestive disorder or, or not, um, if you have any kind of food problem, or not even a food problem, if you have any, have any kind of health problem, you probably have a, a, um, a digestive or, or gut disorder. Uh, our, our, our gut is, has been called our second brain. If you take care of your gut, your gut is going to take care of you. Um, we have over, um, we have more bacterial cells in our, in our gut, known as probiotics, um, than we do cells in our body. And um, that's amazing to me. So um, we need to really make sure that we take care of our gut um, and our gut can, will, and will take care of us. You know, the importance of gut health is, is just is just so important, and I think that um, how we can take care of our gut is by nourishing it with good probiotic-rich foods. And when I say probiotic, probiotic means um, that it's a good bacteria. That's the friendly bacteria that's going to fight off um, bad bacteria um, in our in our bodies. And we are able to increase our healthy gut flora, our good bacteria, decrease our bad bacteria. Um, we can really start to clean out all of the toxins um, that are in the way of having a healthy life and having a healthy brain. Um, so I think that's a huge step in the right direction when it comes to reducing panic attacks and anxiety. Yeah. Some healthy gut right. foods would probably be, um, like I mentioned, probiotic-rich foods, um, cultured vegetables, sauerkraut, um, a, and a, a good uh, source of like a raw keeper where they're, when I say raw, getting a, a, a keeper or yogurt, um, a masi that has living organisms, not dead ones. Sometimes you go to the store and um, it may have um, a probiotic or two in there, but if it's not a living organism, if it's not a living um, probiotic, it's not going to do anything for you. So making sure to okay. get good, healthy, living, probiotic-rich foods would be for me, that's the first step to getting a good, healthy okay. gut. Yeah, perfect. And the gut health, um, you know, most of the receptors for serotonin are in the gut, like something like 90%. So a lot of people don't know that gut-brain connection. So believe it or not, we have about two and a half minutes. So I'm going to run through a couple of other helpful things. And um, this, you know, topic probably warrants a second um, segment because we're not going to get into um, all of the beneficial amino acids. So let me just mention a couple other helpful things that people can look into. 
Um, besides magnesium, zinc, and B6, they go hand in hand. They're cofactors needed to make our happy brain chemicals called neurotransmitters like serotonin. Zinc and B6 deficiencies are clearly associated with mood issues and anxiety, and they're needed together in the right amounts. Um, 200 enzyme reactions in the body require zinc, and low zinc is associated with depression, um, dementia, apathy, things like that. Uh, vitamin C deficiencies also contribute to mood and behavior disorders. D3, a supplement with about 5,000. 5,000 international units of D3 a day. Cod liver oil, we like Carlson's, about a tablespoon a day. Um, the vitamin C I like is PERQ, P-E-R-Q-U-E, for proper function of adrenal glands. You may need several thousand milligrams of this product. Um, B vitamins in general, a good B complex. Uh, vitamin E. Um, with all the tocotrienols, um, and then the amino acids. I'm just going to refer you to Julia Ross's fabulous book called The Mood Cure, where you can use questionnaires to help you pinpoint the specific amino acid that will benefit you. Um, 5-HTP, you know, is is great to do if you have uh, serotonin blues, feel depressed suffer from food cravings, but there's other ones like GABA, DLPA, and DPA. So we do thank you for listening this morning to the podcast, and we will uh, try and cycle back and, and bring in some more information because there's lots we can do with our lifestyle as well as our diet and supplements. So Kelsey, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Erin. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Check out GetBetterWellness.com and Kelsey'sCreations.com. Have a great day. Thank you.